0: Going on, domestic abuse, it's kind of tough out here. But as the story went on, and some other things that went on. In the past, so we're going to definitely discuss that. We're going to talk about pros and cons of relationships and what comes with that. We also want to talk about being. The person in the middle, your significant other, your family, they beefing, where do you stand with that type of stuff? Who are you defending? What are you defending? We're going to discuss that. Family and significant others is always tough. Some people are like, oh, I'm right with my family. Some people are like, oh, my significant other. We're going to see what you guys think about that. It just feels good, man. In the city blues. Once again, we run this live on uh, the Henny and Hooper Chronicles IG page. I will be going back and forth with for people that's on the page checking in. Um, we'll let you guys join in live. We got, you all know you join in like that but. Sometimes it would be a little too choppy, man. I don't need nobody ruining the connection. (laughs) But I definitely will be going back and forth with you guys. Let you guys uh, participate, give your feedback on the topics that we're discussing. Once again, man, it's The Voice, Trey L.A., the Henny Hookah uh, Chronicles podcast. Bro, happy Friday the 13th. Everybody's checking in at work. Everybody's checking in, kicking it at home. Hopefully somebody day off. Hopefully I get some vacation time. <laughs> Hopefully y'all chilling at, in the crib. Y'all already know it's going to be a good Friday. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this, man. Uh, So we all know the song, This Is America. Huge, huge hit. Childish Gambino did an awesome job. We all loved the song when it came out. The the visual, we fell in love with the visual. The visual was amazing. It was amazing. We couldn't get enough of the visual. The video has been played so many times. YouTube's, Vivo, different venues that you can actually watch the video. We fell in love. We fell in love with it. The record is a smash. It's it's gone all over the world, and it's a very good depiction of what is considered to be the the black experience, the African American experience. You know the visuals of how they took more care of a gun than the actual bodies that was laying on the floor. Um, Church getting shot up. Uh, the african dance the, the the hip-hop trends, all the different things that went on in the video amazing amazing visual work um, but as of recently some sources came up that uh childish Gambino may have actually uh, taken the idea of this is America from another artist, which is very tough to swallow as as a fan because I'm a huge fan of childish Gambino huge fan. Um, But to come to find out that the person who he stole or he may have stolen the idea for This Is America from is a young man I actually went to college with. He's an artist. His name is Chase Harley. And he put out an EP two, three years ago called uh, The Memoir of American Heathen. And he put it out, I believe, in 2016, so maybe two years ago. And... um, On this EP, he had a song called American Pharaoh. Now, we've all heard This Is America, and I'm going to play This Is America a little later, but I do want to get this song on by Chase Harley. I want to get the song by Chase Harley. Um, Again, it's entitled American Pharaoh, in which you can see the supreme similarities between American Pharaoh, which came out two years ago, to This Is America, by Childish Gambino, it's, it's a head scratcher, <laughs> um, it's a head scratcher, um, for those that have never heard the song before, I'm going to play American Pharaoh now, just so you guys can get it in, it's amazing, it has the, 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 the same kind of feel, it has the same kind of uh, African singing kind of thing going on in the background. It, the similarities are amazing. The similarities are amazing. So, I'm going to play this song for you guys right now. It's called "American Pharaoh" by Chase Harley. Um, let's get into this and see if you guys how you guys feel about this right here. Um,
1: um. What you say? I'm up in the morning, broke all my chains, money's my language. But I'm nobody's slave. Open my eyes, see the crabs in the barrel. Cause I'm on the rise, an American barrel. I'm young and I'm black in America They try to attack and embarrass us Y'all don't want your daughters to marry us But they let the us stick so I tear it up. Got a wedding and mariners Have a society scared of us My nigga I'm young with no barriers So if you owe me money just Police kill my best friend they shot him dead I do not forgive I do not forget Your man Magic Pharoah is very dope It's a very dope song I see that I and not a threat. I don't answer my phone. You got a check. I'm on plus your money on minus. So no love for the righteous. Just call me your highness. You can't bite this. My flight is silence. No type of bullshit. I reap by your silence. People want to bottle my virus. seized on the track. It came out of my sinus. But you won't see no sign of survival. So I sped off here. The sound of my morning mm-hmm. Broke on my chains, money's my language, but I'm nobody's slave, open my eyes, see the caps in the barrel, cause I'm on my thighs, an American barrel, in the morning. Broke on my chains, money's my language, but I'm nobody's slave, open my eyes, see the caps in the barrel, cause I'm on my and yeah. young, I'm young and I'm black in America. They stop they kiss and jealous up. I don't understand what they jealous of See, they crucify us and then a summer, and there is no such thing as privilege. That was not in the curriculum. Nah. This is the world You're here, right? That's a crazy old, Crazy. And this all came out
0: two years ago. Number
1: one second and third place. I don't want to be none of them. I'm mm. Childish, mm. you, you got, got
0: some explaining to, to Jews. I would do
1: my number up. I used to be stuck In my own head Like what was up But sometimes she could go downhill When you coming up They trying to divide up My kingdom with violence They know the one with Kyrie They riot We hold them And fight them Say they gold And they diamonds Then hang them by rope with no trials No Jesus Christ For your crisis I'm just raking it green Like I'm Irish With no ocean apart Every sea is too narrow my rose in the battle With an American pharaoh up in the morning Broke on my chains Money's my language But I'm nobody's slave Open See the the barrel. Wow. Chase Harley. What you said,
0: Chase Harley. American Pharaoh. Again, this song came out two years ago. This is America.
2: Go, 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 go,
3: we we
2: just want to party. just to
4: want to just you.
2: we just i we just want to we just to
1: this is America. Don't catch hey. you slipping up. Don't catch hey. you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't get you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Run to my area. I got hey I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pass. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cool like it. yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like it. He go, yeah. He gon' You got Tell Come
4: get your Get your money. Get your
1: this is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping no. though. No.
4: Look
1: what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Look how I'm kicking up. No. I'm so pretty. Hey, I'm on beat I'm so pretty. Yeah, yeah. I'm on beat Catch your back, catch your back,
0: Chavez Gambino. American Pharaoh, Chase Harley. Airy similarities. Way too similar. Way, way too similar. Now, me being me, I reached out to Chase. Wasn't able to get too much dialogue because uh, you know, it's kind of hard to get get people every once in a while. Um, but Chase has been very, very easygoing with this entire situation. He has uh he hasn't really had much negativity about the situation. His fans have had more negativity about the situation than he actually has. His fans have been a little bit more verbal about the idea that Chargers Gambino may have actually stolen the ideas and, and, and taken from the song. Um, Chase is more so on it like, you know, he, he would have much more appreciated just being acknowledged, knowledge, getting some type of some type of credit. Um, he's just happy he was able to inspire other artists. He's happy that his music is able to inspire people. Um, and it's major of a person like Chase, um, a, a New Jersey talent is able to be felt and able to be heard and able to inspire people like Donald Glover. You know, we all love Donald Glover. We, we watch Atlanta. I personally watch Atlanta. I haven't missed the episode. I love Atlanta. Um, Gambino, I've been listening to his music personally for years now. So Chase has been really easy going with it. He's more so on it like uh, he doesn't want, he stated, he he actually commented and he said that he is, he doesn't want the messages of the songs to be lost based because based on the fact that they're very similar and it seems as if Childish Gambino may have, you know, taken his idea. He doesn't want the fact that what they're talking about to get lost. You know, the, the Black experience, the African-American uh, experience, you know, it's a very real thing. You know, it, it was depicted very well in the actual visuals by Childish Gambino. Um, but if you listen to them lyrically, they hit on a bunch of different points. They touched on so many different things. And the song is epic. It's, it's epic music, you know. So it's, it's great for a person like Chase to, to get a song from two years ago to kind of get it buzzing and and get it picked up the way that it is right now Um, it's getting more traffic than than ever of course it's it's tougher for local talent that's trying to come up and and be heard it's hard for them to get on the radio it's hard for them to get uh, major spins it's hard for them to get on a platform that's big enough to where they're getting played on your local radio stations you know you get in your car right now you're driving you're going to hear this is America that's going to happen but you may not hear American Pharaoh. So this story, this whole entire thing is huge. Now, the back end of it, fans of music, people who love it. Um, We've seen other artists uh, attacks for songs that don't even sound similar to records that they may have sampled or, you know, you hear artists come out, oh, this person stole my song, you know, and they'll sue and they'll push, and they'll try and push it. You know, he stole my music. She stole my music. Um, Chase has been really easy going with it. He hasn't really, he hasn't really gone after him. Um, most people will look at this as a come up. <laughs> most people will take this as an opportunity to make a supreme come up financially. This is a dollar sign, people. This is opportunity for him to to really push him black yo. I want some type of something for uh, basically plagiarism of a song. And he would have a very, very good chance of proving it. It's in in it. It's in it. It, They sound way too similar. Now, who is to say? Maybe Chatters Gambino has never even heard this song before. Maybe it's never come across his door. It's never been played in his car. It's never been played anywhere near him. And... Everyone say creative minds, they, they tend to have a similarity. I was listening to, to Gary Owens, a comedian. He went up to one of the local radio stations and he he had his interview and he said it. He was like, you know, as a comedian, you talk about the times, you talk about things that's going on and you may have a joke that is just like another comedian's joke. You may not have heard them say it and they may not have heard you say it, but it comes off the same way. Um, I've listened to Joe Buttons. Joe Button said, you know, him and Fabulous have had, identical bars before on songs that they may not even come, but you hear it and be like, oh man, damn, that sounds just like a, a bar that I put out there. So creative minds may have a, a chance to have a similar feel for each other. Um, the toughest thing about these two songs is that you do get, like I mentioned prior, you do feel that African feel in the beginning of uh, the melody, melody between both of the songs and the singing and the they they're very worded, not necessarily worded lyrically, but they have a similar format that makes it almost impossible for you to say that uh Chavez Gambino may not have gotten this from him. You know, my questions to the people listening and stuff like that is: what would you do? How would you handle the situation? You know, you have a uh multi-million dollar record that was basically taken and given to somebody or taken the idea of it was taken and used by somebody else and they have made a multi-million dollar uh, record how would you pursue them how would you go after them would you sue them would you make it a, a huge legal thing try to get some type of compensation you know would you just go with the flow and just you know count it as a loss or count it as a a uh, 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 listening gain and don't really pay no attention. How would you go about it? That's that is a tough question. Me personally, I hate le- legalities. <laughs> I hate I hate going to court. I've been to court plenty of times for nothing major though. <laughs> nothing major. <laughs> but sitting inside a courtroom, it sucks so much ass, man. No one wants to sit in court. Nobody, you know. So. With that being said, uh, how would you pursue me personally? I don't know exactly what I would do. I'm not in 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 chase situation. You know, who knows? He may decide in another couple of months to really push it and stuff like that. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, my, uh one of my one of the listeners, Mont, um, he said my standpoint. Uh, would be just to be up um If you did it, I'm not big. I'm not big taking on taking a paper from you unless you' mad shady about it, and I could dig that. If he's mad shady, like if he goes to, and this is the thing, Charles Gambino hasn't really said too much about it. He's kind of been very silent, even though he's been coming towards him stuff like that. He hasn't really spoke on it, you know. And I can agree with Mont, you know, to be true to yourself statement that he just put up there. You, you do have to be, you have to own your shit. Now, if Childish Gambino did hear it and kind of riffed from it and stuff like that, it's like, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of this feel and use it for my song from an artist that's not really so well known. You know, that is some shady shit, but at least acknowledge it. Like, yo, I did hear the song. I did enjoy. I got the message. It felt good to me. So I wanted to kind of make music similar. This is something that you guys have to understand. We all listen to hip hop music today. How many of these motherfuckers sound just alike? Designer completely stole Futures Flow for a song. And no one said, We said something, but we ain't making a big deal. You know, how many of these producers make beats that sound just like three, four different producers and all their music they beat sounds similar? You know, it's a sign of the times, maybe? Who knows? Me being, you know, old school hip hop, you know, I'm not a fan of, of biting. You know, that's an, that's an old school term for all the young listeners, biting. Um, I'm not a fan of biting. You know, I, I believe in originality. If you want to be, if you want to set your own pace and create your own lane in, in this music industry and all in other industries, you have to be original. You have to be yourself. You know, you have to be yourself. You know, right now we got 18 different mumble rappers, all of them going platinum and they all sound the same and we just let it go. We decided to be great. Oh man, you know Migos, Future, designer, eighteen other rappers from Atlanta. They all sound like on all their records, and we played them shits in the clubs. Radio stations played them shits eight hundred times. You don't know whose song is whose because all these motherfuckers sound like. People have no idea who some of these artists are. You gotta shazam they shit, like, oh damn! I thought I didn't know this was him. I thought this was Migos. So, again, this is a sign of the times. Is this something that we're doing now? Is this, is this acceptable? This is what we're doing with hip hop. You know, this is what we're doing with music. We're just gonna just not even sample, get a little piece or be inspired. We're just gonna take the whole thing. <laughs> we're just gonna take your whole style, your whole flow, your whole beat. Your whole everything, your 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 cadence pattern, however you're spitting it. And we're just going to duplicate it. And today you actually hear artists say, it, like, you know, I was trying to go with this sound. I was trying to do this in this song. Why don't you just try and do you in this song? You know, why do you have to try to be somebody else? That's crazy to me. You know, everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want to do music, but no one wants originality. You know, so that's my piece on that. And Speaking on everybody wants to be a rapper, I actually got a joint by an artist. Um, he's from South Jersey right now. He's residing up here in Jersey City. Um, young dude, I actually know him from uh, from when he was in school. I wasn't in college and stuff no more, but I went up to a couple of battle raps and stuff like that, and he was killing shit. He destroyed everybody that night for the Battle Raps. His name is uh, Bam Bambitums. Bam Beatums. And he has a joint called Everybody Wanna Be A Rapper. I, i right, I'ma play this joint for you guys and I'ma come right back, um, get a feel for this man. This joint gave me the Funk Flex ugly snarl growl face when I heard it because he's touching on so much shit that we listen to as, as people who love music. He's touching on so many different things in this song because everybody's a rapper everybody's a trapper everybody's selling drugs everybody's shooting, and he's touching on that shit so you guys gotta check this joint out um i'm gonna post it on the page later on of course um again this is band beatums get this joint to fill. let me know what you guys think about this <laughs>
5: It's the pain of rapper by God, I'm the pusher weight. It's cooler rapper about moving dope and selling gay. Even if that ain't how you live in the first place. I'm like, yes, yes, Africa's drugs, selling it to their brothers and their sisters, even selling it to their young mother so they can get a Pima, Benza, Billy let like the others be steady pitching, rock to the block to keep it exactly, open, exactly, man, literature content reaction. should be original, it, it should be original, they're not original anymore, it's driving me fucking crazy. Record. Everybody wanna be a rapper Anybody's head They're shooter sure or trap. If you get out of London They say they gonna attack you If you mess up a lot Then they said they gonna attack Like I hit you with four foes And jump through your windows And put a couple holes In your man's soul And throw your body down In a man hole And your man goes i sure the caskets At the funeral stand closed So let me get this straight It's okay to rap about guns And shooting K's It's cool to rap about Holding nines And pulling trays Even if that ain't how you live if in the first place, I mean, I just got a team full of killers. You so I'm out to a war zone, but the shooters, they not around when the war's on. The shooters out, riding with the guns blazing, shotty on deck, they shootin', they pump faking. But yo, niggas wanna be boy, niggas wanna be Omar, niggas wanna be Mad Max, niggas wanna be O-Dog, niggas wanna be Nino. Borrow pictures from you, or niggas wanna be Tony, focus on be being like you, nigga. But everybody wanna be a rapper, everybody said that they a shooter or a rapper. If you get out of line, then they say they're going to If you mess up a rhyme, then they say they're going to stack. Like, I'll find where your girl lived. and go to the girl's crib. Then find out what's up with your girl's lips. Then have her take the ride. Grab all your girl's hips. And when it's all done, I'll put it all in your girl's wig. So let me get this straight. It's okay to rap about women and getting laid. It's cool to rap about bad bitches with no delay. Even if it ain't how you live in the first place. I mean, I guess none of you niggas hitting the chicks that you said you and if you do, you probably get it Without their permission Niggas still lying on their dick, I see Niggas still out here taking native hey, shit I see, this is humorous The non-existent chick that she can stop it. Well, best of luck to Let me know when you find them They wouldn't even let you cop a pill So you turned MMP, you went ahead And you dropped a pill but everybody wanna be a rapper Everybody's ready to they're True or a If you get out of line, then they say they're going to you. If you mess up a rhyme, then they say they gonna attack, like, I'll put a couple bucks in your head, it's nothing. The right price would give you something, you bed. you front it. If you thinking that my chicks ain't up, nigga, I'm falling, I'm so fallin' to so the rest of these shops. So let me get this straight, it's a prayer to rap about money and getting paid. It's true cool to rap about cash and checks to make it rain, even if it ain't how you live in the first place. I mean, I guess, bottles in the club, but your lights ain't on, and your ran is dope. And they reed up the car, and they cut up your phone, but you got them shades, though. Matches on the floor? I guess you really way. low. Hey, yo, it's easy to be frugal when you neglect the real world. True religion doubt. but you can't provide for baby girl. The quality is of a bitch, nigga. Fancy shit don't make you rich, nigga. But everybody wanna be a rapper. Everybody swear that they're shooting. All these rappers, y'all glorify and get some hypocrites. A lot of fake personas being purchased. And let's see how many the count of it
1: sheesh
0: major bams beatums everybody want to be a rapper it's the acronym E-W-B-A-R everybody want to be a rapper he did damage on that now this is some real shit everybody do want to be a rapper And it's evident in the music that we get in today, man. It's amazing how anybody can do this shit nowadays. Anybody can do it. Look at your, look at your, your double XL rookie of the years. Look at your, your Source magazines. Look at all these different uh, avenues, and then turn on your radio. You'll be fucking disgusted because everybody want to be a rapper. The fucked up part is those that are actually dope never make it mainstream. You know, it's supremely hip hop has been culture votes so badly that people of substance have to remain underground in order to keep their keep music going because they already kind of basically accepted the fact that they're never going to go mainstream because that's not what's going to get played on the radio. You know, or they got bars, so they got to make some bullshit just to get on the radio or they just pay their way. They just pay their way. There's so many. There's so many artists out there that have literally handed over handle with fist type style with cash to DJs to get their records played, and that's crazy. You know, Funk Flex used to talk about the show the show all the time and stuff like that. He's like, you know, y'all out here paying these DJs to play our records. If it's dope, they're gonna play it anyway, but it don't work that way. They just it's just not. They're not. They're not doing that these days. Dope shit don't get spun. So that right there is Bams Beatums. Um, Everybody want to be a rapper. And again, we're just kind of speaking on the whole Chase Harley, Childish Gambino. Who took whose flow? Who t- uh, did he did he take the whole song and stuff like that? That was he inspired by it. And it's one of those tough situations where uh, you want to see a, a, a upcoming artist get credit where it's due. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Give credit where it's due. Don't steal. Don't jack. Stop biting. It's not that fucking serious. Create your own way, Be your own person. Start your own music. Get your own beats. If you got to produce them yourself, if you got to do the whole album, mastering yourself, but be your motherfucking self while you're doing this game. All right. Now, I'm going to spin it. You guys always know I, hit, I touch on something sports related. And this is even bigger than being sports related. You know, uh Lashawn McCoy also known as Shady McCoy running back for the Buffalo Bills he recently had an incident where he's being accused of multiple things the big thing that hit was the domestic violence thing This it, when uh, his girlfriend of the time I don't know if they're still together which you know I hope they're not uh, posted some pictures of herself Badly beaten up. Uh, I believe his girlfriend' name is uh, Delcia Corden. I believe was her name, and uh, she was her pictures that she posted on Instagram, which was later taken down. They were actually taken off the internet. Um, the original feel was that it was him himself, uh, LaShawn McCoy, that actually assaulted his girlfriend. That was the original thing that was put out there, but since then that that has been retracted um now it's being said that uh some burglars i guess some people uh ransacked the house beat her up and demanded certain items back now here's where it gets shady is that the items that they requested back was only items that shady purchased for her they didn't go in there and take everything. They ain't going in there and steal everything. They only went in there and stole uh, items that were purchased by Lashawn McCoy himself, according to the reports. This is what they got coming out now, is that they only went in there for that type of stuff. Now, we all know how big the domestic violence stuff is in the NFL right now. Since the whole Ray Rice situation coming out where he punched his fiancee, now wife. Um, now mother of his child, they're still together where he punched her in the elevator and basically cold knocked her out, um, in the elevator. Um, and ever since then, we have other NFL, uh, players who was charged with domestic violence cases. Some have been thrown out. Some were falsely accused. Um, Greg Hardy case caused him to no longer be in the league. Um, we had another NFL player. Uh, Reuben Ruben Foster who plays for the 49ers. He had an accusation from his girlfriend that she that he was abuse he was abusing her, who then later went to court and said that no, that never happened. She was just trying to ruin his career. Um, so this new situation, A, when I first started, I'm gonna be very serious with you. I just looked at that shit and thought to myself, this man's career is over. It's it's finished. There's no way in hell that she's gonna put a picture like that and accuse him of abusing her. And he's going to remain in the league. But again, like I said, since then, those statements of him personally doing it has been retracted. And now they're saying that he was responsible for it, um, sending those people in there to do these things. him. But not only has he been accused of domestic violence, he's also being accused of uh, uh, abusing his, his animal, abusing his dog. Acu- uh, supposedly, he beat his dog so severely that his dog died of kidney failure. He's also being accused of steroid use and, 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 and performance enhancing drugs. So for some of us, we view it as dual-sided. We view it different ways, right? You can either say he is doing all these things and he is a horrible person. And he is, you know, abusing his girlfriend. He did abuse his dog. He is taking steroids. Or you look at it as it's just basically a ploy to destroy another man's career. You know, Shady's been in the league for, what, over 10 years now, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, to have accusations to come out like this at this time in his career would completely destroy him. It would ruin everything that he has going on. So as spectators, because none of us are in his life, none of us are in the rooms, none of us live in his house. We all have to put our own, spend our own thoughts on things. Now, me personally, I'm not a big fan of shady mccoy but that's more of a personal thing and it's even outside the football field why i'm not a fan of his that has nothing to do with this situation um the reason why i personally am not a fan of shady um is because he disrespected a young lady that i know personally it wasn't physical abuse but he did talk to her crazy via dms a few years ago when he was still playing for the eagles this young lady was a, is an Eagles fan. She, you know, she supports her team. She loves the Eagles. She cried this past Super Bowl when they won. And uh he said some wild shit in her DMs to the effects of, oh, I was just trying to fuck anyway, yada, yada, yada. So ever since then, uh, he's been on my bad side. Um, but then on the opposite side of it, you know, physical abuse is different than saying some wild shit to a female you view as a groupie. A lot of men don't. A lot of NFL players, a lot of basketball players, a lot of people in the line like that don't have a lot of respect for women because, you know, it's a come and go, get what I please, whatever. Um, And his girlfriend, um, Delcia Corden, she is gorgeous, you know, but that doesn't mean that he has the right to either abuse her himself verbally or physically or have people have assailants do it himself. Now, again, these are all accusations. Who knows? Um, there was a similar story, not a similar story, but there was another story of a break in and and, and robbery and stuff like that with Tori Brinks, I think her name is, and her boyfriend. I don't know which rapper it is. You know, maybe you guys can help me out. I, I don't know which rapper it was. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't be paying attention to these rappers like that. But I think it was Playboy Cardi, if I if I'm not mistaken, that um that was, you know, they they ran to his house and all this other kind of stuff. And then she was accused of setting him up for some people. Um and I don't believe she set him up. I just believe that uh, some people who know the rapper ran into the house and and gun-butted, beat people up, and, and, and robbed him. That's just my personal choice, my personal opinion. As far as this situation with Shady goes, um, I'm not saying that he's too big to have these type of things done to a woman. Him knowing the effects of domestic violence within the NFL and how that could affect his career, I think he might have played it a little smarter than that. You know, I'm not going to hit nobody. I'm not you going know, to If I'm worth something something million dollars and I'm a huge NFL star, I'm a huge type of star in any form of fashion, I'm not putting hands on nobody. But I, if I had to, I would get somebody to do it for me. And that's just real shit. So I don't put that past. I don't put these type of things past anybody. Life has taught me not to put shit past anybody. So With that being said, uh, we're going to have to kind of see where this goes, you know, is, is he a direct cause to the things that happened to his girlfriend or was it just some untimely shit that happened? I do feel like he may have some type of connection being that he did tell his girlfriend Delcia that the relationship was over. Um, I believe over a month or so ago, he's been telling her to get out his home some time ago. um, this attack happened in his Georgia home. He wasn't in the state at the time. He wasn't around at the time, according to him. So again, that's the reason why they had to retract the statement of him being the personal abuser because he wasn't even around when it happened. But uh, according to him, he's been telling her to get out of his home and that you know basically the relationship was over for over a month now. And then these type of things happen. So it's going to be very, very tricky. We're going to have to kind of see what happens in the legal system uh, moving forward and and see what happens with this. I am intrigued to see what happens with this. If it's going to be, he say, she say, what type of other facts come out later on down the line um, and see where it goes. Um, Me being me, I hate to see women being abused, but I also hate to see men being taken advantage of because of their position you know when you are in a position where you are famous you can be destroyed we see it happen all the time they did it to mike tyson they did it to tupac they did they they will do it to people who are successful they did it to bill cosby even though bill cosby was you know throwing pills and females drinks but uh you know they're trying they try to do it to morgan freeman you know, nowadays, anything can be related as sexual assault, sexual harassment. So uh, that is tough. You know, for those that don't know what sexual harassment is, I'm going to make it very clear for you. Sexual harassment is any and everything. Anything that makes a person feel uncomfortable sexually is sexual harassment. The things that I post on my Instagram page can be considered sexual harassment. If somebody's scrolling and they come across it and they are offended, it's sexual harassment. If I'm having a conversation with my boy and you overhear it and you're over there and it makes you uncomfortable, it's sexual harassment. I don't even have to touch you. One of the lady said that Morgan Freeman touched her shoulder and it made her uncomfortable. Through a technicality, that's considered sexual harassment. You know, this is a different situation as far as with uh, LaShawn McCoy. This is actually physical abuse. So again, by him not being there, Kind of clears his name in that aspect, but it doesn't clear him of all things when it comes down to the other accusations of him sending people there to do damage to her. It also doesn't clear up the facts of the possibility of um, animal mistreatment or animal abuse or steroid use. So we're going to have to see where that goes. (laughs) You think (laughs) someone said that they think that this is uh one of those mind-your business moments. Uh it can be. It can be, you know. People who had the most to say, she put up her original post, but the people who went at McCoy the hardest was her friends, people who know her. You know, they went at Shady the hardest as far as having statements and putting other things out there. You know, it wasn't even Delcia that said that, oh, he uh he was using steroids, or, oh, he abused a dog and caused it. It was one of her friends that put that information out there that he was abusing his dog and that, you know, he had needles around the house and he was taking steroids and stuff like that. It wasn't Delcia, it was a friend. So this is one of those situations where everyone is chiming in and with enough noise, you know, with enough people coming forward and saying reckless shit, anything can happen anything can happen, you know? So it's, 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 as time goes on, we're going to see what happens right now. There hasn't been no actions taken by the team that he plays for. He's a Buffalo bill. The Buffalo bills have not taken any action towards, um, uh, McCoy. They're kind of letting it rock out. They're going to let it go through the legal system and see what happens. Um, I remember when Ruben Foster from the San Francisco 49ers had his girlfriend accuse him of, uh, abusing her. And Ruben Foster doesn't have a clear pass. He's had several different things happen off the field that didn't involve his girlfriend, but it paid him with, it paid him, it gave him a bad rap. So when she came forward, it was easy to believe that he may have actually did that to his girlfriend at the time. Um, and there were people calling for his job. There were sports analysts, there was people on different networks that saying, oh, the 49ers, need to fire him. They need to release him. We know he was an early round draft pick and he has a lot of money uh, coming his way and or the organization don't want to take action because of the financial things and yada 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 but he needs to be fired he needs to be let go they need to cut him they need to cut him they need to cut him just to find out weeks later through the process that she was lying the entire time and then she verbally stated that she just was trying to ruin his career so that's one of the important things about the legal system you do have to let shit play out before you respond before you react before you start taking certain actions Now, in a situation like Ray Rice, where there's a video and you can see it, he doesn't have much say. You know, he doesn't have, he didn't have much say. There was a clear video of him hitting his wife in an elevator. So he had to eat whatever responsibility came with that. And he hasn't been in the league since. But again, this is America. (laughs) And uh, there's another NFL player. He was, he was, he played for the Giants. White guy, of course, here comes the race thing. And he he said it himself that he abused his wife over twenty something times. It was on record that he did it. The Giants never cut him. Nothing never happened. He continued to play the rest of the season. I'm not sure if he's a Giant right now, but there was no immediate action taken towards him. The league didn't suspend him for a year. He wasn't. There was no extra. You know, it seems like black people have to be the black athlete has to be the sacrificial lamb. You can say. To spearhead certain things. You know, I'm a Pittsburgh Seller fan. Huge. I love Ben Robertsberger. I love my quarterback. He was accused of rape two different times. Not once but twice. Raping a young lady in a in a bar in, in Georgia and some other stuff. And there was never any action taken towards Ben Robertsberger for those actions. But you have other people who are just simply accused and they're suspended for a whole entire season. Pac-Man Jones, who's a cornerback, has never been has never been uh, convicted of any crimes in a courtroom, but he was suspended for a whole entire year just off being just off accusation. So the black athlete has a different experience than the white athlete by a long shot. By a long shot. So Shady needs to be appreciative that he even still has a job at this point in time, even though no legal action has been taken yet because the black athlete don't get those type of chances. They gotta eat whatever's coming to them immediately. <laughs> whatever's coming to them, they gotta eat it. so uh, with that being said, we're gonna see what happens with the with the legal formalities and and what's going forward as more details come out um, and we're gonna see what happens with that story. you know so that's my piece on that. Uh, hopefully more black athletes can start to spearhead positive things instead of always being the face of something negative you know Michael Vick had to change his life after going to jail, going to jail for 23 months uh Colin Kaepernick tried to do something positive as far as bring light to police brutality and he's been blacklisted and hasn't been able to play in the NFL going on year number 2 even though he's better than more than half the quarterbacks in the league another player who took who nailed with him a former 49ers player um believe uh, Eric Reed is his name he still hasn't been signed. He's clearly one of the better safeties in the league and he's still not on the team. Um, our experience is different. How we go about things is different. How we are treated are different. Um, your skills do not matter when you are trying to attack uh, certain certain systems. No one, want, no one cares. No one wants to hear anything that you have to say. They'd much rather you be quiet and play ball. You know, people with if it came out that Shady did do these things, there are going to be people that's going to want his head and, oh, he should never be allowed to play in the league again and yada, yada, yada. And as far as the case goes, I I can't say I disagree, but other athletes get second chances. Other athletes get things. Dante Stallworth killed somebody in a car accident and played for the Patriots, I think, the next season. Like <laughs> certain people can get away with certain things. Certain people can't. Um, so we're going to see what happens with this. Moving forward. Um everybody knows me, I'm a sports fan. I could talk sports all motherfucking day. All day. But we're gonna we're gonna be great on this one right here. Hopefully Lashawn can clear his name um if he's not guilty. And I wanna emphasize that part. Hopefully Lashawn McCoy can clear his name if he's not guilty. But if he had anything to do with uh, these men breaking into a home and beating up this girl. The pictures was ridiculous. If anybody saw the pictures, I know. She had, you know, both eyes were black. She had blood coming from her forehead all over the place. The pictures were sickening, you know. Um, if he had anything to do with that, then whatever is handed down on him, he needs to eat that. All right? He needs to eat that. All right, so as we move forward in the show, I'm about to play another joint. This joint is by an artist named Ivory. The name of the song is called Bezel. Um, shout out to Insight Clear Minds. She tagged him to one of my posts um, to kind of you know, give him an opportunity. And um, I played some of his joints and stuff like that. He makes good music. I actually reached out to him. He's an artist from Richmond, Virginia. Um, and he told me, he was like, he's not an RB artist. He's not a rap artist. He makes music for everybody. He's an alternative artist. He said he likes to make music that feels good to him. And hopefully it feels good to everybody else. So, And I can respect the hell out of that. I can respect that supremely. So we're going to get this joint on for him. Again, his name is Ivory, representing from... Richmond, Virginia And uh, I'm going to spend this joint Called uh, Bezel all right? So we're going to get into this And I'll be back Yeah, so long Farewell Yeah, yeah. yeah. so long Farewell
4: Yeah, or so long Farewell Yeah, yeah. so
3: long I have yeah. yeah. so been around Sound, town, we far too long, this sound, I've been around this sound, I've been around this town, I've been around this sound, they are far too long sounds, I've been all around this town, I've been all around this town, farewell, face staring back at me, who I think I wanna see, where I think I oughta be, where I think I'm supposed to be, I got my mind right, trying to keep these moves tight, dreams I won't be too long, I can see the flashing lights, my shiny bands are dripping in the morning light. Like Go where the wind blows, and I don't wanna
4: settle
3: down no more. I've been around this sound for too long this sound I've, I've been around this sound I've been around this sound I've been around this sound for too long this sound I've been around this sound I've been around this sound this time, this time, they don't know where I've been and where I'm bound to go. I'm Texaco, gotta guess me. up, About to call your blood, think I'm bad enough. said I'm like a to flashing lights, my shiny pants up. Then in the morning light, go where the wind blows. And I don't wanna settle down, no more.
0: we back we back we back the henny and hookah chronicles podcast it's your boy trey la sweatpants poppy follow me on instagram at sweatpants poppy at underscore sweatpants poppy that would be me make sure y'all check me out on instagram my posts are ridiculous so if you're not into ridiculous shit, don't follow me um also follow the henny and hookahs podcast um instagram page it's the dot N dot hookah <laughs> dot Chronicles Podcast. Um, you'll see, just type in the Henny, and, uh, the Henny and Hookah and it'll pop up. You'll see it. Make sure you follow both pages and stuff like that so that we can stay in tune. Um, one of the things I really want to do is I want to continue to break new artists. I want to continue to play music that you guys don't hear, but definitely should and give everybody a, a, a place where they can have their music played and refer people to hear their music played Um, Again, the joint that I just played was from an artist named Ivory. The song is called Bezel. He has a SoundCloud. Go check his SoundCloud out. Dope artists. You know, we got to give our dope artists, our upcoming artists, a a way to have their music heard by the masses. You know, spins count. As simple as it sounds. Spins count. And if a person can get enough spins, their music can be seen and heard by other people that can actually give them a real shot and a real opportunity. So again, Ivory Bezel, one of the joints I played, I played another artist earlier uh, named Bam Beatums with the joint that he calls, uh, Everybody Wants to Be a Rapper, they both have SoundClouds, go check their SoundClouds out, give it a chance, let their joints play for you, play it in your car, play it in your headphones, play it everywhere that you can and give those artists a chance to, to be heard, all right? Now, as we continue on, the next topic that we are going to bring up, the things that I want to talk about now, um, again, was brought to me by my boy, John Pride. He said that a topic that he would like to have discussed is the pros and cons of a relationship. Now, I just mentioned, I don't even know if I qualify because I'm single shit. So I don't even know if I qualify to speak on the pros and cons of a relationship. <laughs> But for those that are watching live on the IG, um, this would be a great time for you to give some feedback (laughs) to see (laughs) what you guys have to say about the pros and cons of a relationship. Um, There are plenty, to be quite honest. There are plenty of pros and cons of being in a relationship, but there are plenty of pros and cons in being in the right relationship. It's not just about being in a relationship. It's about being in the right relationship. You know, we just, I just spent some time talking about uh, Lashawn McCoy and his relationship. I've touched on other domestic abuse things and stuff like that, but all relationships aren't like that. There are some beautiful relationships. There are some people out here who are living the absolute best life together and it's working for them. And you want to give credit and you want to show love and you want to be inspired by those type of relationships. People who are out here and they're making their, of course, from the outside looking in, they're making their relationship look glorious. They're making it look loving. They're making it look fun. You know, they are inspiring people around them to say, hey, if I can be in a relationship, I want a relationship like that. My brother, Treshawn, he's in a relationship and he says it all the time. He he admires Grant Hill and Tamiya, the R&B singer Tamiya, he he admires their relationship. They've been together for so long. And, you know, he, he put up a post recently. He said that uh, sometimes when, you know, he's thinking about stuff, he thinks to himself, what would Grant Hill do <laughs> in this situation? or What would Grant Hill do to improve his relationship? But it's beautiful when, when you can inspire people to be in a relationship um, based off how successful yours appears to be. Um, again, we're going to speak on the right relationship. I think it might be easy if I speak on the wrong relationships first, just to knock that shit out. Um, if you're in a wrong relationship, let that shit go. Stop using love, quote unquote love. Stop using love and time as the reasons why you're staying with somebody who you are in a shitty relationship with. There's no pros to a shitty relationship with someone who you know or who has shown that you should not be with that person. There's no pros. They may have good days, but even having good days, it doesn't mean enough. It's it's not enough to carry a relationship when you have good days every once in a while. I understand that relationships are not easy. Relationships are living, breathing organisms. They require work. A young Travelle wouldn't have told you that shit. A young Trey LA? no, no. When I was young, I thought relationships were supposed to be easy. How foolish was I? When I was young, I thought that I could be in a successful relationship with anybody just because I considered myself to be a chameleon. As I've gotten older, I realized I'm very set in my ways. I'm very stubborn and I'm not easy to get along with. I used to think I was easy to get along with. I'm not. I come with a bunch of fucked up views and I don't make it easy on nobody to date and be with my black ass. (laughs) And that's just real shit. Right. But I was very young and naive to think that a real relationship is easy. What? Superficial relationships are easy. Super superficial relationships are very easy because it has no there's no depth. It's not deep. It's easy to enjoy sex with almost anybody. It's easy to enjoy most people's conversations. That's that's that, that's easy. What do you do when shit gets real? How do you handle it? When your relationship changes, how do you handle it? Something I tell people all the time. The thing about relationships is that people have to understand that, A, you are two separate people who have made a choice to be together. This idea that you are one item is false. And that's the reason why a lot of people fail in their relationships. It is false to believe that you are one item. You're not. You are two Different people who have agreed to be with each other. And once you gain understanding of that, it gets a little easier. When you can identify that you're not going to be the same, if you start dating somebody at the age of 24 and now you're 34 and you're still looking for that person to be the same, you are a fool. Because you shouldn't be the same from 24 to 34. We grow and we change so much in our lifetimes that you have to understand that in a relationship, this is some real shit, in a relationship, you are either going to grow a part or grow together. A lot of people miss that part. Everybody thinks that you're supposed to grow together in an in a, in a idea like, oh, you know, They like what I like and she likes what I like and, you know, it's going to work because, you know, we have things in common. That's not growing together because the things that are important to you at 21, 22, 23, 24 are not important to you anymore at 33, 34, 35, 36. It's not important. So you may want to get with a person and be with a person. This is the difference between like, lust, love, being in love and unconditional love. Most people don't understand the difference. We all know what lust is. I think that you are attractive. You find me attractive and we want to fuck all the time. This is lust. The sex is amazing and I can, and this is lust. Because it's new and it's fresh and I just can't, we, we fuck like rabbits and every single time we see each other, we can't keep our hands off each other. That's lust. Liking someone is being intrigued by them. I'm interested in this person. I genuinely want to know how their day was. I genuinely want to know what they got going on in life. What are their plans? What are they doing? People say, I love you. That's not enough. Love is a simple emotion. Love basically means I care about you. Y'all, I love you. I care about you. I wish you the best. I wish you good health. I wish you success. I want I, I want you to graduate. I want you to get that degree. I want you to get your master's. I want you to get your PhD. I want you to be wealthy. I want you to get money. I want you to have a good job. Um, I don't wish you bad health. I care about your living. I care about your living situation. That's love. Being in love with someone is deeper to be in love with someone, you're drawing off different emotion. Because not only do you care about them being successful and stuff like that, you want to be the person that provides them with a little bit more, that extra, that extra that they that they may be missing. You want to be that that other voice. You want to be that somebody that they reach out to. You want to have that somebody that you can reach out to. And it is a special connection. It's different than your other connections, because we all got friends and family that we can talk to. But we all know that you can't tell certain family members a certain friendship because it's going to come and it's going to be different. We all want a special someone. And nine times out of 10, when you have a special someone and the feeling is mutual, that is a feeling of being in love. I'm in love with this person. I want to build with this person. I want to be with this person. I don't want things that I, I love this person. That's different from unconditional love. Look at the definition of unconditional <laughs> and then apply love behind it, and you will understand what unconditional love is. Unconditional love is different. Unconditional love is you fucked up. But we're gonna we're gonna work through this. We're gonna fix it. Unconditional love does not scare easily. It does not run easily. It will put you in a position where you will deal with even more than you ever would because you see more in this person than anything else. And they see more in you than anything else. So you will fight, you will argue, you will have disagreements, but at the end of the day, you want to be happy with each other. You want a successful relationship with each other. Will Smith put up a post some time ago when um, I think it was his wife's birthday. And he said that um, I've gotten you a birthday present every single year for however many years straight, except for one year because we had a disagreement we was arguing. But the love does not change. It does not just disappear out of nowhere because of certain things. Being in love to have unconditional love for someone is a dangerous thing. It is a it is a a situation where you will put yourself second to someone else. It's a dangerous game to play to have unconditional love for someone. Again, in the wrong situation to have unconditional love for someone, you're going to find yourself having more heartache than anything. You're not going to be happy. And only you're going to want is to be happy, but you're just not going to be happy. That's the difference between, you know, love, lust, like, and in love, is that unconditional love, you really looking forward, like, you know what, tomorrow's got to be better. Next week's got to be better. We we have to make, we, it's got to be better. And you try to pull the positives, you try to pull the joy out of so much shit. You try to pull the, like, no. You know, and the idea You know, to be, to have unconditional love for someone, you feel like that person is a part of you, like they complete you. You ever met somebody who was married for 10, 15 years, and now they're on the brink of divorce, and you look left and you look right, and that person honestly don't feel like they have any identity outside of their marriage? That's what unconditional love is like. Like, man, I've invested so much into this. I've given this so much, so much. What am I going to do if this comes to an end? What am I going to do if, if we split up and, 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 you know, we have children and, you know, we, we have a house together. And, and so what's next? That is a, that is a hard, that's, that's some tough shit to deal with. And you try to fight it out. You try to make the shit work and you want to talk and, you know, you start to try and do extra things and you, you consider seeing a, a relationship counseling, you just consider seeing therapists, you consider anything that will help put you guys in a space where shit can work. 2018, we live in a time where people don't give shit no time. The moment they see anything that they don't like, they run. You know, all your favorite Instagram relationships and shit like that. Oh, they look so happy. You know, and then a couple of weeks later, you know, they're not together and shit like that. And it's what happened. What happened? oh, you know, they was, you know, this happened and they wouldn't stop liking bitches' pictures on Instagram or he wouldn't stop liking uh, girls' pictures on Instagram and they would just, and I, and I don't stand for that type of shit. No, 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 So this shit is over. They waste each other's time. That's the toughest shit about it. Feeling like you're wasting your time. In 2018, people ain't about wasting time. We are here for instant gratification. We live in the 21st century where we want shit to work and we want it to be perfect and we want it to be great and we want it right now. Not yet. Right this sec. If 18 seconds go by, we want that shit 19 seconds ago. We want it to be perfect right now. We want it to be uh, happily ever after, marriage, and the whole shit right now. And that's not how this shit works. We are overly stimulated by instant gratification that we don't know how to apply that shit to anything outside of social media. We apply it to everything. And that's the reason why a lot of relationships nowadays don't work. Because people don't have unconditional love for each other. They have love for pictures and posts and what they can put on social media. They have love for what they can show off. Oh, we where, where, where took a trip here. Pictures, 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 pictures. Oh, we're we going out to eat. Pictures, 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 pictures. Oh, he put a smiley. He put a heart eye face underneath some girl's picture. This trip is over. This relationship is done. That's where we're at now. That's where we're, that's where we're at in America in the 21st century. That's what love is today. That old school shit is out the window. Is out the window. It's one of the toughest things to even think about nowadays. The fact that people don't know how to communicate and build genuine, real everlasting relationships. It seems like all this shit is temporary. It seems like everything that people go through is temporary. Like, oh man, you know, you know, yeah, we're together. Now we're not together. And that's, what's so tough about the 21st century. You look at your grandparents, you look at your great grandparents, how they were together. And oh, this person may have been unfaithful or this person may have been an asshole, may have been a drunk or a drug addict or may have all types of shit. And We're weird in the 21st century. We look at old motherfuckers like they nuts. I would have never put up with that. I would have never. My husband would have cheated on me. I would have never. My wife cheated on me. I would never stay with them. That's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Who's foolish? It's one of these things that make you think, who's foolish? (laughs) Are you willing to throw it all away? Are you willing to throw it all away? What do you do? You've been with this person for 9, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Is time the reason why you're going to hold on? Or is is it you're just going to throw it away? Or are you going to try and work through it? Are you going to talk about it? What do you do? Insightful Minds, Insight Clear Minds said that they worked on issues, not just leaving vows meant more back then. And that is true. Vows meant more back in the old days. Nowadays, vows don't mean shit. I believe the divorce rate is at 52%. I might need somebody to fact check that for me, but I believe the divorce rate is at 52%. They said over, what is it? Uh, I think it's about 60% or more, 60% or more of children will live in a single parent household at some point in time in their life. And that's because we don't fight for relationships no more. We are not here to make things work. Honestly, we don't have, a lot of people don't even make it to marriage. We just out here making kids. And then wonder why we are unhappy. You know, we need to build more solid foundations. That's something that is lacking in this generation. We don't build solid foundations. We build things on the right now, on the temporary And you will end up having a forever situation based on temporary shit. I know people right now that are 30 plus years old with no children that absolutely refuse to have kids unless they're married. I say kudos to you. It's tough to do. That is a mindset of some, not the masses. And I'm one of those people that's not even part of the masses. I would have, I always said, you know, I would love to get married and I would love to have kids. But for me, being a father was more important than anything. And I got a bunch of beautiful babies and I take care of all my kids. And that's what's important to me. My brother Terrell, he's in a relationship now. He's, he's, he's a part of my living my best life segment. I might do later. Um, you know, he got, a, they got an apartment together. You know, he, you know, they got the cars. He went out, traded his car in, got two cars for it. The man's nuts. You know, he, he's expecting his third child, he's expecting the second son. And, you know, he's a person who would for a lifetime say he never wanted to get married. He just wanted to be a father. So we live in a time where the mindset is different. Some people just don't want to do those vows. Some people don't want to do it. I think it's more so a man's mentality. And this is not to be stereotypical or, you know, sexist. Um, but I think it's more of a man's mentality to say, you know, Marriage isn't for me, only because they just more so concerned about chasing women, having sex. And they use the idea of not getting married as a reason to continue to run the streets and, and, and you know, be out there like that. So it's a different aspect. So as individuals, you have to identify, as an individual, you have to identify what's important to you in your relationships and what's important to you when it comes down to Relationships and in, in love. Again, I mentioned before, there is a difference between lust, like, love, in love, and unconditional love. We have to stop building shit on temporary shit. We have to. We have to start getting more solid foundations to our relationships. When I see people proposing, my boy Damir proposed. Again, my boy John Pride, he just got married. I have a bunch of people on social media that I follow that are. Friends that people that I actually know that are engaged. Um, another young lady I went to college with, Mariatu, she just got engaged, uh, I want to say two days ago, one day ago. Like, it's beautiful when I see it. I'm so proud of these people. You know, and I hope that their relationship is everlasting. I hope that's based on something real and not something that is superficial. Now, I will say, some people don't view marriage the old school way. At least as far as black people go. Black love and again, this is not to, you know, play on the race thing, but white people have a history of marriage, of marriage and getting married, not based on love, but based on finance. Black folks get married off love. The finance is the 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 positive, or even if you marry someone who's broke. <laughs> We just, we, Black folks are more consistent with married with marrying because of love and accepting the positives that comes with a two family income, two, I mean, two adult income type of thing. You know, we consider that to be a perk. I got a good job. She got a good job. You know, we able to take care of these bills and we able to live good. We're going to take a trip, you know, the game plan, take at least one trip every single gig, you know, and this is, it feels good to have all the bills paid and, you know, we can enjoy life a little bit. An uh, old white mentality is we are marrying for finances. <laughs> it's got to be about money. We got to put ourselves in a good position financially. Love will come. We'll eventually learn to love each other. If not, then shit. Is, we'll get uh, two twin beds and put them in a the massive bedroom and we'll sleep. That's some weird shit to me, but that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Um. So when I come back, I'm going to come back. I'm going to play a joint. Now I'm gonna come back and we're gonna continue this conversation. I know I haven't really gotten to all of the pros and cons, but right now we're talking about the pros and cons of being in a relationship. What are some of the pros? What are some of the cons? What's the good shit that comes with it? What's the bad shit that comes with it? All right. So I'm gonna play a joint from a young lady. She's from Camden, I believe. Her name is Joe Rivers. This song is dope. It's on it's available on iTunes, so when you get a chance. Go on iTunes to check it out again. I'm gonna post this on my IG page a little bit later. The song is called Over It by Joe Rivers. All right, fill this, get into this, and I'll be right back. We're gonna come right back. The Henny in Hookah Chronicles podcast, the voice Trey L.A., Sweatpants Poppy. Let's get into this.
4: Forty-fifty 40 percent That's
0: still a big ass number. All
4: of these years that I put in this anything out of it. You want some childish shit having me throw
5: this. I got call it I'ma let
4: no
0: Jesus like she should have understanding about that prior it's like hey you know I have a job that's gonna require me to move around a little bit she should know what she was signing up for like it's amazing some of the shit that people are willing to bend the flex on That right there was Joe Rivers. Singles called Over It. Again, I'm gonna post that up on the page a little bit later, stuff like that. I want you guys to check that out. It's available on iTunes, Joe Rivers Over It. Um, I love that joint. That joint is dope. I think that joint is very, very dope. All right. Right now we're talking about the pros and cons of relationships and stuff like that. Um my boy Ma he posted up, he said that uh, you know, he will probably still be married to his first ex if uh, she was willing to to move and do the different things that was required as as far as his uh, job. He's in the military, and everybody knows when you get a military man, you got to bounce around a little bit. Some people consider that the perk of a military man—you get to move around and go to different states and stuff like that. And um, she just wasn't willing to budge on that, and that calls for their relationship. To end. And that's a tough reason, you know what I'm saying? It's like I love you, you love me, is working, but we're not going to be able to continue to coexist because of the requirements of my job and you knew the requirements of my job before you we took the vows and and moved forward that's tough you know what i'm saying because the love is may still be there it's just i need you to be understanding and and to work with me you know uh Some people may say he wasn't asking too much and just move and she should have, you know, she knew she signed up for it. And some people will say, you know, uh, you know, she has the right to, you know, to stand her ground. And if she didn't want to move and she didn't want to bounce around from place to place and, you know, she has the right to do so. And you know what? I think both cases are correct. You know. I don't know if that's enough. If if I was. In that position, I was, you know, if I was married to someone whose job required them to bounce around a lot um, and you knew that was going to be the case, then I don't think that that should be a reason why certain things should come to an end. And that, again, this this is one of the pros and cons of relationships are pros and cons of relationship pros The the cons of relationships are, of course, anything negative, but the cons of relationships can be the demands of certain things. It, and it may not necessarily be just a job, but it may be things outside entities that can be a con to a relationship, you know? Um, and I'm going to touch on one of those things later as far as like the your, your family dynamic. And that's going to be one of the topics later. But um, there's so many different things that can play into the the demise of a relationship that has nothing to do with the two people that's in it. It could just be requirements. You know, if, you, if a person's in the military... I have a coworker or I had a coworker who was married, you know, she was married to a woman. Yes. Um, and, uh, her, her wife's job called for her to move to Alaska and she moved to Alaska with her wife. You know, some people go, I ain't moving to fucking Alaska. It's too cold. Why can't we just stay here? Because my job is, is, it's a requirement. Well, then the relationship is over, but you knew this before it even happened that this is a possibility that I may have to move, that we may have to be doing something different, you know? And it's a tough pill to, to, to swallow, you know? This relationship is tough, man. <laughs> I just had to, had to take a deep breath on it, man. This relationship is, is hard because there's so many different things that go into it. The pros of relationship are, you know, I'm real, Straightforward. One of the biggest pros to a relationship is consistent sex, hopefully. But it's also the the idea that you have a special someone. One of the biggest pros to a relationship for me personally is the idea that I have a special someone. That is the that is like the ultimate pro for me personally. Sex is great, but you know you start having kids and things start advancing. You ain't gonna be having sex like you did when you was young, you know. So sex eventually is gonna fade what are some things that makes you happy in this relationship? What makes you feel good in this relationship? What are you getting from this relationship that you don't think that you can get anywhere else? Of course, the pros is the finances. Of course, the pros are uh, your ability to to, to maneuver and do different things with the person and stuff like that. I personally think that relationships can be a beautiful thing when done right, when with the right person, When it's done right with the right person, relationships can be fantastic. You know, there's going to be so many different things that come up in a relationship that is going to test you, that's going to push your limits. And it won't be cheating and it won't be lying and it won't be uh, anything negative. Relationships are pushed to limits by finances. Relationships are pushed to limits for health, health reasons. Relationships are pushed to the max, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody, but then they start having, you're, you're in a relationship, you're married five, 10, 15 years into marriage and they are diagnosed with a cancer or they're diagnosed with kidney something or they, you know, something, different health things. And those are going to test and push the relationships, you know, and you'll turn on, you know, you get on your Facebook and you're getting on your whatever and your different outlets and you see people breaking up for those type of things like, oh, you know, they were in a car accident. And you know, they lost a leg and I just couldn't handle it. Damn. That's tough. <laughs> you couldn't handle them losing their leg in a relationship, so you left them. You know, that's 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 the type of shit that goes on in relationships that make people like question everything about what real love is. You know. Oh man, this happened and they, you know, they can't do this no more. Or this happened and they're unable to do all, you know. They had diabetes and they, you know, they had to amputate amputate their legs. So now, you know, they got a prosthetic and it's just weird and and people use almost anything to get out a relationship these days. So the pros and cons are really, really tough to go through if unconditional love is not there. Right? So I'm about to spin into the other aspect, one of the pros and cons, but just another aspect of something I wanted to touch on today, and it is the idea of being the middleman or the middle woman in a situation in which your family and your mate don't get along. How do you handle that? Who are you going up to bat for? Who are you going to defend? Who are you going to? Uh, who are you going to speak louder for? This is a, this is a situation that comes about in many relationships. You know, you people make fun of it in movies, and people touch on it. You know, uh, stepmom from hell, and you know different things like that. Not stepmom, I'm sorry, uh, in law from hell, and all those other kind of stuff. These things are realistic. Some people just don't get along with the family. Of the person that they're in a relationship with. So it makes it a really tough situation for that person who's in the middle of it. Because you're going to find yourself defending somebody and someone's going to be upset that you're defending somebody. And it's going to be a constant battle back and forth. Meanwhile, you're stuck in the middle and you love your family, but you also love the person that you're with. So you have to try to find a middle ground. This magical middle ground that doesn't exist for anybody. <laughs> the shit is non-existent. It doesn't exist, but you gotta try and find it so that you can make everybody happy. You know, they say something about your your wife or your husband and you jump on the ass. No, don't say, and da-da-da-da-da. And you defend and you defend. And then you get together with your wife or your husband, and they something say something bad about your family, and it's all, you know, yada yada yada, and you're trying to defend. It's almost impossible to find that that good middle ground that allows you to not be either the fool or the bad guy or the asshole in these situations. It's almost impossible. Your mother don't like your wife. Every single time something happens, she got something bad to say. So now you're defending your wife. No, my wife is great. She's good. She's doing her best. Then you go to your wife and, you know, you... Say something, you know, oh, your mother's a bitch. Chill, that's my mother. <laughs> Easy, that's my mom. Okay, now you talking crazy. Like, trying to find that middle ground can be very, very tough. And the question is for yourself is like, who's right or who's wrong? Who needs to give a little? Who needs to be forgiving or who needs to set aside the difference? You know, who needs to agree to disagree? Who needs to say, you know what, let's just be adults about the situation (laughs) and set aside our differences and agreed to just be cordial. What are we doing? But because we live in a land of so much pride, because that's exactly what this is, the land of so much pride that no one wants to give an inch. So the person who's in the middle is just fucking stuck. It's a tough place to be in. It's really, really tough. It's, it's it's unfair for the middle person, but no one cares about that person's feelings. They only care about their own feelings. No one's reaching out to that person in the middle going, you know what? I feel bad. I'm sorry. Or they may say sorry today, but then that shit don't mean nothing a week and a half from now. So it's a real tough situation, you know. Um, You would prefer for everybody to just get the fuck along. (laughs) Just get along. Let's cut the bullshit out. Let's just get along. Let's be adults about it. Let's just get along. But sometimes certain shit is just so deep that it's just not that easy. It's just not that easy to get along. Sometimes the best in your situation is for both parties to just agree to just not talk about each other, to each other, stay away from each other. But then again, that puts the person in the middle in a bind because it's like, you know, what do we do during events? What do we do when it's time when our kids got, you know, a recital or a play or they got a game? Are we just going to act like we don't know each other? What's next? You know, what I'm going to have to hear if I spend too much time With my family, if I spend too much time with my wife or husband, who's going to complain the most? What am I going to have to hear? The next time when neither one of you guys are around and I'm with one side of the family or I'm with uh, my significant other, who's going to complain the most? What's more important, a happy home or a happy mother, father, brother, sister, aunt, uncle? What's more important? That's the cold shit about a real relationship that's the cold shit about a marriage where everyone's not on the same page and everybody's not getting along who who do you choose if you're the husband in the situation do you choose to make it to 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 care for your wife's feelings more than your than your mother's or your you know or vice versa you know she's my mother she had me you know she she raised me so I owe it to her some type of you know so who do you choose that's the tough shit that people have to deal with in life <laughs> you know that's the tough shit it's like what do what do we do who do you choose do you choose your wife do you choose your husband or do you choose your, your family who do you choose you know so my personal opinion, You have to find an even ground and just stand it. Just stand it. Battle and defend whoever needs to be defended because everybody's not right and everybody's not wrong. And it's your position as the middle person to give each perspective, each person the right perspective on the other. If they got something negative to say, but they are wrong, tell them that they're wrong. If they have something negative to say and they're right, let them know like, hey, They're working on this or mind your fucking business. (laughs) What do you do? You You know? So that's just something to think about. That's a vibe to think about. If you are that family member or you are that significant other, think about the person in the middle and how they are managing and maintaining all of this by themselves. Because if you love the person the way that you say you do, you will start to consider their feelings as well. That mother, that father, that brother, that sister, that aunt, that uncle that has something negative to say about that person's significant other at some point in time, they have to understand and take in consideration the feelings of the person that's in it. That wife, that husband has to start to consider the feelings of consider the feelings of their wife or husband. How do they feel about the situation? Are they happy? With being the person in the middle you know and that's some real shit that's the tough shit all right um i'm about to play another joint and we're going to get ready to wrap this up um i'm gonna play another joint by an artist named soraya the name of the song is called you told me I believe she's from the West Coast, if I'm not mistaken. I got to double check this. But this song is also available on iTunes. I want everybody to check this shit out. It's, um, an artist, Soraya, you told me. Again, I'm going to post this on the page a little bit later so that you guys can all catch this vibe. I think this song is very dope. First time I heard it, I had to play it back, and then I played it again. So check this joint out. Soraya, you told me. Rock out with me.
2: i not making no sense. you telling me these lies and kissing my lips, feel you breathing on my neck, got your hands on my hips. Think I finally had enough? I'ma slip in your grip. Or another cup, need a drink, I can sip. There's something about your walk that I love when it drifts. Someone you speak in the words that you spit, I mean, reaching for the faith in your love. Me, yeah. you I ain't no real baby. I'm here. Sometimes I wonder who you call when I'm not in your life. You know, I could have been your trophy, a championship. But the whole damn time, you was running the script. You told me you're not the same. Uh, Show me you never change. Used to hold me and say my name. If that was the only stay the same. You told me you won't cut faith. Lately, it's you me baby like that's my name And I was the old me, And now what you tell me and now what you told me and yeah, now what you tell me, you said you weren't the same You ain't know no other way Running around the city, we lost the vibe Could've saved the vibe, I wanted you to decide Yeah, I know in the other time Yeah, treat me like another one of your sides. don't know what I was say the games you play. You're no All the reason why I can go down the line. Don't know how it's this long without flipping the switch. sweet. like I really wear the pants. You really did. Oh, you told me you're not the same. Oh, you showed me you never change. You used to hate me, say my name. That was the only say the same. You told me you're close, baby. Lately, that's all you made. Really, baby, that's your name. Own me, and you now what you tell me. You now what you tell me. You now what you tell me. You know tell you me you're not the same. Show me you never change. You you never change. You used to hurt me. Say my name. that was the, only, stayed the same. told me you won't come And lately, all not the rain? and me.
0: that right there was uh by Soraya. of course this does this Um, (laughs) right now i'm trying to get into something else real quick hold on stop playing just chill i always have some type of technical technical difficulty at the end of this damn show but anyway um All right, so as I get ready to wrap this show up, that again, the last song that I played was uh, Soraya You Told Me. Check that joint on iTunes again, I'm post it later. All right, I've touched on several different topics today. We talked about Chase uh, Harley and his song being for a lot of stolen by Childish Gambino. Um, or, you know, creative similarities between the two songs. We talked about um, LaShawn McCoy and the state of NFL players and, and the different things that they go through um, as far as domestic violence and things like that. If the case is real or if it was a setup or whatever, you know, legalities and different things that he's gonna be going through in the upcoming future. We talked about the pros and cons of relationships. We talked about um, being the middleman or middlewoman in a relationship where when your significant other, doesn't get along with your your family and stuff like that. We touched on those things. Um some pretty good topics, some pretty good feedbacks and stuff like that. Um but now we're going, you know, we got we got to touch on some positivity, man, you know. We got to make it feel good, you know. We want to
5: we want to live our best life. And it's all about who's living their best life right
0: now. You know what I'm saying? And we got some people out here
1: that's absolutely living their best life. I love this fucking song. I love this clip, man. It's a real song by Lil Duval, Lil Lil My Best Life.
0: Now, for this living my best life segment, I'm going to touch on a couple of people that are absolutely living their best life. I don't even know if my boy's still here right now. Hold on. Let me double check this. Okay. Um, my boy Ox, he's living his best life right now. My boy Ox is Sean Oxford. Ox 153. He's living his best life right now. He is traveling all over the goddamn place, it seems like. He's been all over the place in the last handful of months. He's touched on different countries, man. He's absolutely living his best life. I love seeing my bro, my team, my squad out here. Um all over the place, man, all over the place. He he was just recently in New Orleans for Essence Fest. I think he went to, uh, which country was that? Damn, he's been to a couple of countries in like the last like a month and a half. He's continuously <laughs> catching flights. Um, so he's definitely living his best life. Again, I mentioned my brother Terrell earlier. He's living his best life. Um, great job. Great family. Expecting another baby boy. He's living his best life right now. My boy, John Pride, he's living his best life right now. Just got married. He's in a good space right now. Um, there's a bunch of people out there right now that is having the time of their lives. They're really living. They're all over the place. They're traveling. They're eating foods that they never tried. They're doing different things. And so everybody is living their best life, man. Congratulations to you. Stay blessed with that. Keep going. Um, don't don't stop. Your best life, man. Just keep going. Just, just keep going to
5: niggas. <laughs>
0: the Henny and Hookah Chronicles podcast. Trey L.A., Sweatpants Poppy. Um, it was great rocking out with y'all this week, man. Um, July, Friday the 13th. Someone cue the Jason music. Um, summertime fun, man. We are having a great time, man. It feels good. The weather's perfect. I want everybody to get out and enjoy their weekend. I want everybody to get out, get some sun on their face, um, have some drinks. Uh, if you smoke, you smoke. Whatever it is that you got going on, enjoy life, have fun, live your best life. Share this podcast with whoever you like to. Um, the podcast is going to be up, again, on Anchor. And it's going to be up on SoundCloud. Um, push people to it. Let people uh, hear the new music that I'm posting. Let people hear the topics. Tell people to uh, join the wave and get on with this, man. Um, and enjoy yourselves, man. The Henny and Hookah Podcast. Whew. Show number two is dope, man. Episode two is done. Hit me up next week, man. We're going to get going for episode three. Trey L.A., Sweatpants Poppy. Follow me on all social media. Again, you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, at underscore Sweatpants Poppy. Follow the Instagram page for the Henny and Hookah Chronicles podcast. Also, check us out on Facebook. Um, And I get with y'all next week. I'm going to get in contact with everybody. I want everybody to continue to send me topics that we can discuss. Um, I'm gonna continue to to fill your ears up with some, some good shit. And uh again, you know, tell people to check it out. I right? the Henny
2: and Hookah Chronicles podcast. Y'all be easy.